Coming live from Detroit, USA, is our, our guest this morning. Welcome to this very special edition of the KJ Masterclass Live, the show which ensures that you profit from your time spent here with experts, either through their industry insights, information, or simply learning from them. And before I move forward, may I request you to subscribe, follow, like, and comment on whichever platform you're watching or listening to this show on. And today we have Daniel Cobb Jr. and Nicholas Cobb and Nathan. Welcome <laughs> to the show, all three of you. Straight yo, 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 what's going on? What's up? How are you doing? <laughs> uh, doing fine, doing great. And, you know, nice to see you three uh, great faces in the morning and, you know, making a lot of effort to build up a brand that you have started yourself. And and it's, it will be great to know much more about it and let the world also know about it. So it's all looking at such a lovely morning here. And I'm sure it's, it's a great view from here that I see. So thank you very much for joining in. And we'll be talking about how you people are branding, uh, building your brand with NFT, Metaverse, Web3, and, you know, blockchain and everything. So straightway, tell us about this you know, extreme lifestyle brand of yours, bruh. Just tell me, how do you pronounce it? What is it exactly about uh, any of you, Daniel, Nicholas, Nate? Yeah, I mean, there's there's a lot to talk about. But um, basically, five or six years ago, uh, this guy was hanging out with some of his friends and they were just brainstorming some uh, stupid ideas. And then they thought about maybe using the word bruh for a brand. And eventually, they ended up he ended up buying the word bruh <laughs> and really that's the origin of the whole story before we even thought of anything we got the word bruh and then um he ended up telling me about this and we we all talked about it and our dad got involved and we ended up starting a company out of it and one of our main purposes of starting a company was growing up me and him would skateboard we'd snowboard wakeboard all the sports you could imagine and we wanted to build a brand that could bring that all together. And so we we're like, why don't we do something that is all around anything extreme, anything that's fun, like put it all together. And um, so we started working on that. And something that was like super important to us was building a community and bringing people together. And we thought that starting a brand called Bruh, in a sense, is like building a brotherhood. <laughs> and so there's there's a few other things to it. But basically, we've been... Yeah, big. Yeah, big. Honestly, like, that's, a big, that's a big part of it. It's like there, there's this culture of just, you know, there's the full send culture. You hear about it all the time. Just uh, people doing crazy stuff and like, you know, they're either getting totally wrecked or they're actually doing something really sick. And it's very similar to how, you know, in these sports, a lot of times the language we use is uh, very surf-esque is what we would say probably or bro-esque or bruh-esque. And um, yeah, so there's definitely this... Uh, culture of like yo like that was sick bro or that was sick bro or like bro you got absolutely destroyed you know that was crazy and so like that word has become very common just in the industry alone and i mean you see it everywhere and it's crazy that the fact that we were able to obtain it as like a trademark um that was the one of the that was one of the kind of moments where we're like okay this is cool this is like legitimately ours we can we can build something off of this and scale this thing um and so we became we became mostly passionate about like about like the lifestyle of it and like the way we can kind of express ourselves in the industry with, you know, the artwork and the designs and the things we make through the brand. And so that was a, that was a big part of it uh, that we really loved doing. Um, but yeah, I don't know, Nick, what's like, I mean, yeah, I mean, since we like figured out like kind of what our brand was about, we started up a little website, started selling t-shirts, hoodies, skateboards. Eventually we started selling snowboards and it was cool. We really enjoyed it, but we felt like there needed to be more to the company. And we felt like we had more that we wanted to accomplish with the company instead of just selling a few shirts here and there. And so we actually started moving into the NFT world over the last year. And um, that's where we started doing a lot of different stuff. And we started changing our company. I mean, I wouldn't say our brand has changed at all, but what our company's goals and missions are as an uh, actual company is, has changed entirely. But I mean, before we get into any of that, I mean, I don't know if we want to go over what NFTs even are first. <laughs> I think right. that's the, that that's probably the most important part before we 
lose everybody. <laughs> no, 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 you won't lose anybody uh, because uh, this is such an important thing. You three people are building up such a great stuff. But tell us more about this extreme uh, sports lifestyle. Why did you choose it? How does it resonate with your bro? bro? I, I guess it came out from the word bro, which is so famous. Is it like yeah. similar or different? Yeah, it's the same thing as bro, but you're saying it's more honestly, I like this, it's more relaxed version. Like instead of going bro, you're like, bro, like your mouth literally just drops. So I'd say it's even a lazier version of bro. But it's it that that's kind of part of the the culture is like we're just like we're a bunch of bums just trying to have some fun and you know but we're doing it and unique we're we're finding ways to do that through you know building our brand so our brand to us is like our our escape for fun and to do things like today for example we went mountain biking uh you know just down the street from us uh just like an hour ago and like those are like things that we get to do that are fun that kind of fit within the nature of our brand. Um, they're kind of extreme where there's this like risk to it. Um, you know, we have a we have a, a little uh, skate uh, mini ramp in our backyard that we go and do as, as much as possible because the the excitement and the thrill of, you know, going out there and just skating and honestly, usually falling, at least for me. He never falls, but I fall all the time. And <laughs> I don't know, there's like this moment of like humility and it's like, oh, wow, that's really, really cool. And like it all kind of ties back to the lifestyle within the brand of of bruh, really. Um, but it's more just like, that's just a skin around the things that we get to do or the things that we want to do, which are these action sports. Uh, for me, it's another thing. Like I, I'm, I'm a huge kite surfer. I loved kite surfing, um, for the last, I want to say seven years of my life, eight years of my life. And, um, I was actually a instructor for like three years and, uh, I used to just go around on beaches and walk around and freaking teach kite surfing with a bunch of random people. And it was pretty cool. Like I actually, it, I was making like decent money doing it too, but I, I honestly, I love the sport so much, but I didn't necessarily love having to teach it all the time. And I was like, I want to find another way to really enjoy these sports. Um, but, you know, not kind of living from paycheck to paycheck, you know, getting there. So what is another way to do these things, but also have, um, you know, a, somewhat of a healthy lifestyle. Um, and so building a brand around it was kind of the idea. Okay. Okay, how old are you guys, by the way? If you don't mind telling telling the audience. Yeah, I'm 25. Yeah, I'm 18 or 19. Shoot, <laughs> I just turned 19. I'm also 19. You are also 19. Cool. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. So great. So how did you people think of you know extreme sports lifestyle? If you can help uh, us understand, or or a person like me, how to understand extreme lifestyle brand what is it that you are building things and what does it contain what are the stuff that people can look at you know getting associated with you guys yeah i mean the like the biggest thing is like when it comes to skateboarding snowboarding wakeboarding whatever it is there's there's a community <clears throat> there's a community in all of it like whether you're going to a skate park and hanging out with 10 other guys on the ramp and and hanging out with them or going snowboarding and and trying new tricks with friends that you came with. And the main thing I feel like to all extreme sports is like hanging out with people and doing it as a group. And I think with bro, what's just cool is we want to put things together and make that easier for people by starting events and doing things with the community just to bring people together. And then obviously we like to sell stuff that's really cool looking so people can like appreciate what they're using, whether that's their snowboard that looks sick or they have a, have a t-shirt that looks sweet and it, and it all matches in with the bra lifestyle and the people who see people wearing bra know that they know us, whether it's someone locally, it, it's just like kind of a cool thing to connect it all. <clears throat> yeah. Right. And, and, yeah. And, carry on, carry on, Daniel. Yeah. And, and, you know, with, with our brand, we, uh, you know, we make, we make skateboards, we make snowboards, uh, we have street style apparel, you know, like baggy t-shirts, things like that. Um, we're really, really big fan of just like, I guess the fashion industry and in the, in the, in the skate within the skate culture. Um, I think there's a lot of, uh, really interesting design work done in that. And so we, and plus it's just comfy to wear when you're riding and stuff. So you're, you're, you're comfortable and you're kind of, you know, you're wearing street style clothes or fashionable clothes. So we like to carry that kind of stuff within the store and within the brand. Um, and so we're that like, that's kind of how we, that's actually how we started was with just the clothes. And then eventually 
um, we were like, okay, we want to actually start selling skateboards. So we started putting together skateboards. Um, we got a manufacturer to work with us and, uh, you know, kind of manage that. And then, um, like then came snowboards. Cause we were actually, it was funny since I was a kid. Um, I was probably a little bit younger than Nick and stuff, probably like 16. And I was like, one day I'm going to have a brush snowboard. Like that was like, a, that was like a dream of mine was like, have a brush snowboard. Um, and I remember I made a little like design mock-up and like Photoshop and like it had like a snowboard with this guy doing a trick and it was like the bruh logo on the bottom. And I was like, yeah, that's gonna, that's gonna happen. It's gonna be so sick. And, you know, one year we were able to kind of pull it off and, uh, you know, it went well, we started getting it into stores and things like that. And, um, that kind of helped build the brand. And, uh, we, we have a local hill called Pine Knob. They, uh, they have really good train parks. And, you know, so we'll go out there. And when I say train parks, that's like, uh, those are basically just, um, you know, areas on the hill where there's lots of jumps and rails and things like that. So they set up features for the snowboarders and the skiers um, to do tricks and in practice. And um, so Pine Knob is really, really good spot for that. And so we were really grateful to be able to sell our products there. And, you know, we'd go around on the hill and people would be like, yo, it's it's the Brug guys. And um, like they just know who we are there, which is kind of neat. And, uh, you know, it's cool to feel like the, the the passion that they also have and, you know, seeing them ride the snowboards, too, and whatnot. So it kind of just has been evolving over time into each little thing. Um, and we're, we're slowly kind of building and expanding um, our brand and, you know, what we're trying to do. And, you know, really, it's just about creating a community to have fun and, you know, hopefully make a little money along the way so you don't have to you know, kill yourself working a job you hate. <laughs> right. Yeah. And honestly, I think a big thing is in all action sports is there's styles that go with it. And like, <clears throat> like 20% of the sport is how cool you look. Most people would probably would say, and um, <laughs> we have a super particular look that we want to have. So we like to make exactly what we want to wear. And then people can also buy it and wear the same outfits, which is cool. Right. Nathan, I got to hear something from YouTube. Yeah, well, of course. Well, when I when I uh, think about Bra and what we've been doing, it goes deeper than just the products for me, at least what I mean for all of us. Uh, I know when uh, we see people on the hill or we see people on the skate park with the Bra merch, we uh, we all know we're in a community. And this, that's like one of the biggest things we want to do with Bra, because when you're on the ski on the ski hill slopes, we're doing whatever. Um, when you're starting an action sport, it's really hard to really get into it. Because I know, because I, I suck at most things I have, I ever try to do when it comes to that stuff. So it's really uh, it's really hard getting into that. So when you have a community around you to really support you and not be judgmental, because those places are really judgmental sometimes. It's good to have the bros, the bros hanging out with you, so you can actually like, get good and have a good time. So that's the biggest thing for me. We don't we more than products. We we're really the people that want to build a community around these action sports. Right. Right. You'd, wow. you'd be real quick you'd be surprised and what nate said was cool because you'd be surprised in this industry there is a lot of um you know you have to earn your position to be here daniel daniel you can speak uh, straight also no problem because it is it will catch up so no problem so that okay, the audience right? can see you yeah can, you, can you still hear me yeah uh, just a bit towards that side otherwise yeah yeah let me let me let me extend this this will be easier Sorry, audience. You'll have to deal with this for a second. Yeah, <laughs> pardon, pardon me. Pardon me. Okay. Nope. This should be better. Yeah. Um, so, uh, yeah, you, like what Nate was saying was good because it's, it's, a, it's, a, it's a big reason to why bruh kind of exists. Uh, we, you know, me and Nick, when we were growing up, we didn't really have many skills either. And we weren't naturally good at these sports. And we, we definitely didn't really put as much time as other people did into it. We just, you know, our family... We, they were supportive of it, but it wasn't an active thing that we always got to do. And we, me and my brother definitely weren't pushing for it as much as we could have. And so we were struggling to learn in this space. We were learning slower than others and people were getting really good. And then we felt like we didn't have, you know, maybe some things. But we, we, we just want to kind of realize that this is actually more about having fun and not about being the best in the room or being the best there. It's more just like, hey, just go out there and enjoy it. You know, don't focus so much on what people think. Don't focus on so much on like, you know, that kind of the negativity, I guess, that you maybe make up, but focus on like, hey, no, this is this is a sport that I really want to learn and, and get good at just because it's fun and I enjoy doing it. And so that was kind of the energy that that created bruh in some form. And Nate was basically saying how it's like it's nice to have people around that you can trust and feel like 
you know, they're not going to be, let's say, maybe judgmental or, you know, feel like you're not in that circle, so to say, um, because you're not good enough. But um, in reality, honestly, none of that's like actually true. A lot of it's made up, to be honest, in our own heads. You know, we, we tend to perceive that, you know, people are judging us when they might not actually be, might not actually be doing that. But I think what bro wants to do is really make it obvious that, hey, no, we're all here just to have a good time. And, you know, you don't got to worry about that. Right. Right. Now, uh, let, let me look at it from my uh, side, the way I see it. You guys are young, very young, but you are building a community. You are building a brand. And then along with that brand building, you are also helping create new entrepreneurs, if I correct. People can connect with your brand and they can also be entrepreneurs in their own right, being part of this whole system. Am I right? Yeah. Okay. Right yeah. Yeah. So you're, so that's us diving into the NFT world and, you know, Brad didn't really start off as like an NFT based brand. It was never, that was never the original intention of it. But when the NFT and blockchain technology came out, we realized, wow, there's a lot of really cool opportunity there. So me and me and Nick and Nate, we all work, um, we all work in marketing and, and you know, web design and an agency like that. Uh, we actually have an agency called The Alchemist and work for Daniel Bryan Advertising as well. And uh, so we're in this space a lot where we're thinking about new technology, innovation, you know, marketing things and, and web. And so we kind of obsess over those things. And so we wanted to incorporate kind of what we're doing in the digital world with Web3, which I can explain a little bit later, um, and bring that into our brand that we're, we're developing. And because we believe that the technologies and blockchain can actually um, essentially what we call decentralize the, um, the brand itself and make it more of a collaborative space where we have lots of entrepreneurs kind of getting involved together um, to build this build this brand and not really have a, a more central top-down approach, uh, which a lot of businesses nowadays, you know, currently have that. And so we're, we're working on the whole decentralization um, and, and honestly franchising of the brand itself. Um, but I'll let Nick talk more a little bit about that because he's been working on it. I don't know. If, I don't know if we want to dive into more about what NFTs are exactly first, though. <laughs> no problem. You speak your heart out. I am listening. Wherever okay. I yeah. Go, yeah. Just yeah. There's 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 a lot to unpack. I mean, I I, I don't want to get too deep into it, but there's you know to understand like what what do you understand about NFTs, non fungible tokens, and from your perspective, what do you understand about it? I understand that anything that you can you know mark as exclusive of your 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 own, you can create this that particular stuff, and this will be in your name on the blockchain technology or on uh, or through whatever technology that is and then it can be traded you can share with anybody you can exchange uh, you can you know it has a value and it that value cannot be taken away from you use, uh, easily and you can sell it trade with it and that's that's the basics i understand yeah, yeah. And you can do it with crypto maybe any blockchain technology that's the basic I understand of NFT, hundred percent. Honestly, and 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 that that is a that's a pretty you have a, a decent understanding of it. Probably more more so than most people. Um, a lot of people, uh, you know, Nick, maybe maybe scooch up a little bit. You're like covering you entirely. Yeah. <laughs> um, a lot of people don't understand, you know, what an NFT really is at all. Like we're a very small percentage of population. Most people, you know, when they hear about NFTs, they think about um, you know schemes and scams and rug pulling and you know just a lot of negativity around it and people just trying to you know build a pyramid scheme around their nfts and whatnot and and they don't really see the true value and just what it is within the technology and honestly the best way to describe what an nft is is so this right here this is just a pokemon card um but it's it's what we call minted because it's in this case it's it goes through a minting process and, you know, there's a lot of Pokemon cards that are that are just like this, but because it's minted, it is now like a one of a kind. And right. it is it makes that, um, you know, very special. And so in the digital world, it's very much the, the collector's items like these are very much the same in the digital world with NFTs. It's no different. 
Um, you're basically making an art piece or making a technology or, or whatever it is. It can be any digital asset of any kind, music, videos, uh, video games, characters in a video game, um, you know, objects, 3D. It can be a million things. Um, you know, if you want to get crazy, it could be patents. It could be whatever. It could be a whole movie if you wanted to. Um, those are all NFT. Those, those can all be NFTs. And really what an NFT is, is it's a non-fungible token. So when, when, let's say I wanted to make a, a movie into an NFT, you can mint. So we would put it, quote unquote, in a case, <laughs> minting, and it becomes an actual NFT. It's minted onto the blockchain. So once it's minted on the blockchain, it now is uh, essentially a one of a kind there. And, and the whole network basically confirms that, making it very secure. So yeah, I don't want to get I don't want to get too deep into all the technological things, but what I do want to talk about is a lot of the opportunity that NFT technology kind of brings to us. Um, right. It just right. because I, there's there there's a lack of I feel like knowledge and um, maybe even experimentation and thought process around like what we can actually do with the technology. And for right. us, for us, it's it's unique. I think I think uh, it'd be good for Nick to kind of talk about what we're kind of wanting to do with it. And then uh, I'll definitely share a few other ideas and um, things that we're, we're working on um, outside of what we're doing within Bra, because Bra is just one concept in the NFT space that we have of probably, I mean, thousands. <laughs> just, 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 just one, one moment. I'll just weave that into more of context with your branding effort with, with your brand. Now, uh, NFT uh, uh, with, with your brand, when you started with your brand you started with the with not with nft but in a traditional manner whatever you were doing at that point in yeah time. yeah and then that was how long back that was well we started we started the transfer into nft hang on one sec nft technology just in the last like year or two probably last like year and a half right. and um prior to that we were just doing traditional e-commerce you know we were just selling our t-shirts online and our skateboards online and um getting our stuff in the stores going to trade shows um you know trying to expand the brand in a very traditional manner um you know traditional right. marketing etc cetera, etc cetera. and and to be honest you know it's it's working like you know we could build the brand out that way but we we just kind of see the opportunities within the technology that the blockchain gives us that's way cooler than what anyone else is currently doing um, yeah. And especially in the video game world um, and even in virtual worlds um, outside of video games as well. So that's the, I just want to get back to that turning point when you people decided to move on to NFT. So uh, things were going fine, but you thought that NFT will be better for taking your brand forward. Yeah, well, we also see that no one else is doing a lot of things in the space especially in the skateboard and you know kind of action sports industry uh you know there's there's a lack of the that culture in the nft world um there's so there's there's a lot of place for growth um there's a lot of room for growth there which is one opportunity but honestly i think i think just the fact that we can create one-of-a-kind items and uh, make okay. things very special for people is something that's attractive for us um, and the fact that we can uh, pass along maybe even quote unquote ownership to people uh, to help expand and build the brand was attractive to us because we thought, you know, what better way to kind of build a community than through building the business together um, within that community and, you know, giving people equal opportunity to, you know, have their own, uh, you know, brand in some form or fashion. Right, right. So once you adopted uh nft into your system into your branding effort how is it uh what you call uh be getting together with the real world brand you have a t-shirt you have a skateboard you have a things or which you have on real world it's not some painting of which you have created a digital asset and how do you you know put those things together create as a digital asset as well as things on the real world how does it move forward digital. and how is it helping you in branding yeah yeah so i mean 
the very first thing we ever did with NFTs, um, one of our first ideas actually was trying to figure out some real utility to the NFTs because like when we first got into it, we saw the crazy purchases that were going on. And most of them were literally just based off of an art piece. People just liked the artwork. And I thought that was cool, but it didn't make any sense to me. I didn't realize why there was so much value in just owning a piece of art. So I thought a cool way of like really bringing utility to the NFTs was giving someone something in real life. And we ended up making a skateboard that you could buy as an NFT. And when you purchased it, it would come with a real skateboard and you would get that skateboard shipped to your house. And the cool part about it was the NFT was almost like a lifetime guarantee. So if you own the NFT, no matter how long you own it, like if your skateboard breaks, you can change it into a new one and you can just keep getting a new one until... I mean, I mean, there's a limit to it, obviously, but we wanted to give someone something that they can use for the rest of their lives. Kind of like a membership. Yeah, kind of like a membership. And if someone is to like trade that to somebody else, then they would have that now and they could keep renewing their skateboard. So that's that's something very uh, innovative. So your skateboard breaks, your T-shirt or any other clothing or apparel uh, that gets worn out, you still have an opportunity to... uh, get a new one from you guys yep yep and it's just a nice way to like keep someone with their ownership because they have that nft and that's what's really valuable and the skateboard just comes with that so i mean i can i could dive i could dive into what what we're working on right now which is the newer stuff it's definitely a lot bigger than uh the skateboard thing that we did i'm just trying to understand the branding part and obviously we'll come down to so once you started with the nft you thought this will help you build community. This will help you with branding effort. And it was yeah. something new. Weren't you guys scared that uh, something you are moving into something new uh, may not, uh, you know, it does not have a past to it. Nobody knows about it. It can also not work because everybody is still, as Daniel said, not many people still know about NFT. And we are talking about two years back. So how did you guys brainstorm over it and thinking about the way forward we saw how risky it was and we thought we want to do that (laughs) (laughs) that was the very simple answer but i i think nick can answer a little better yeah i mean honestly it it was just something that we researched about and it got us really excited like we think nfts are so cool and like we've always been into the video game world and it's definitely similar and we watched a few videos and we just did a little bit of research and we saw a lot of what people were doing and it was so unique to us and it was so so advanced in comparison from what we already knew and and instantly millions of ideas went into our heads for what we could do with it and i think honestly it was just the second we learned about it we fell in love with it i mean (laughs) i mean here just to give you a little imagination like imagine Okay, I mean, I'm sure a lot of us have seen the the movie, the apocalyptic movie, Ready Player One. I don't know if you've seen it, but, you know, they kind of display everybody in these VR experiences and they're running around the video game world that seems real and they're living in an apocalyptic world or whatever. But that's definitely an exaggeration of what, you know, what we would be doing in the NFT space. There, There is a possibility, though, where you are in a video game in a metaverse or in a virtual a virtual world wearing your vr headset um i'm 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 a big vr enthusiast i got uh one actually sitting on the back wall there but i i spent a lot of time in that space just to learn about it and figure out whether or not you know it's actually going to continue to be innovated in and move forward um and it's pretty interesting the communities that you build in the vr world are very unique from the people in the real world um being that they're all kind of just behind an avatar um, but these people in the re- in the virtual world would now be able to, uh, let's say you're playing like a like some sort of sword fighting game, and you go around fighting each other, and you're literally in there swinging your swords around in VR, and then um, you know fighting or you're shooting a bow, but you then run out of ammo or you you broke your weapon and you go buy a new weapon or something. You would go to the store in the game and purchase one of these um, hand created weapons or you know whatever items that someone has made as an nft 
and then for real money and then you go back and you continue to do whatever and so this is like this world that we're kind of creating through this technology that there's these marketplaces now where they're you're, they're going to be universal um as nft marketplaces where you can go in and either be a you know a player and and just go in and, and earn to you know earn to play or play to earn where you make money in the game and then you can go and purchase um real items and whatnot to kind of grow your character and build your avatar or you could be a seller, a creator, where you can be on the NFT side making these these weapons or making these items uh, for these games to then sell for real money as well. So you're kind of creating an actual ecosystem and an, an economy within these virtual worlds um, that translate into the real into the real world as well. Um, it's kind of it's kind of bizarre to think, but it's you could basically wake up you know, out of your bed and move over to your, your, your computer and just, you know, be making weird sword items and shields and be selling them on, on a, on a metaverse platform and making that as your job like that. You're just like a blacksmith of some sort. Um, so that's, that's just one, you know, bizarre kind of out there, uh, you know, thing that things are happening that, that it's actually being created, um, right now with blockchain technology. Um, whereas it's not just like buying a skin, like you would in Fortnite. Um, these days, it's, it's quite different as they're all unique items. Right, right, Daniel. Now, I just wanted to understand that how does one get ownership of a NFT from you guys? You then come to use crypto. How do you do that? Yeah, I mean, I mean, honestly, when it comes to buying NFTs, it's a big pain in the butt. And there's there's a lot there's a lot of ways to handle it, but the main way that people usually sell NFTs and how we did it originally, we're gonna figure out a new method soon. But how it's done is you have to create a wallet in okay. cryptocurrency. So whether that's Coinbase or MetaMask or thousands of different wallets, but you would have to make this wallet, then you would have to purchase the cryptocurrency that is for the product that we're selling so in that take it would be either solana or ethereum so someone would buy the ethereum and then they would have to purchase the product with the ethereum and it does seem like it's pretty simple but what happens is when you're trying to buy your ethereum for the first time it takes like seven days just to approve it 99 percent of the time your bank's gonna think something's going on some sort of fraud's happening and it'll block you and then you can't use any of your money I've had I've had times where I've had to wait like two or three weeks just to spend it. So it's definitely not the greatest process right now. And I think that's just because banks aren't really familiar with it yet. But what we're trying to do and what we're planning on doing is when we do release our NFTs, you'll be able to go on our website, you'll be able to put your credit card in and it'll just come right through and then it'll transfer to your wallet as a cryptocurrency item still, even though you purchased it with USD. And or what other whatever other currency it is, and then obviously for people who have wallets, we'll have the option to purchase it with Ethereum or Solana, depending on what we end up going with. Right. So cash won't work. I I, I just see an item in uh, with you guys, and I like it, and somebody somebody in the neighborhood, and they come and purchase it for from you. They can't do that. Yep. As long as they go on our website, They're not currently we haven't dropped them yet, but when we do, we'll have it. So when you go on our website. There will be a button and as long as you put your wallet id in it'll send that nft to your wallet and it'll be under your name when you buy it but he's, okay. I, you were asking you were asking if you can purchase with cash right yes yes yeah so yes. well obviously our our non-nft items currently yes but um yeah any nft or any you know cryptocurrency based um item or um you know whatever's on the blockchain those things all have to be purchased through with cryptocurrency using a wallet. Now, um, I know technologies are improving. I know things are changing rapidly. So the process will be much simpler. We're actually working on a, on a process with another team right now to implement a very um, simple way to purchase uh, NFTs and things like that. Um, and so those kinds of things will actually improve the industry as a whole, because right now, yeah, it is, it's kind of scary to purchase anything. I mean, even the other day I was, I was buying some NFTs, just looking on the, on the open sea marketplace and stuff. And I was struggling to make some purchases because you know, the, there was, I mean, there was errors that were going on and all sorts of network issues. And, you know, then you got, then you have these fees that you got to pay. So it's like, you just run into a lot of weird things that the normal person is like, you know, what is that? And it, it, it becomes scary. 
So right now, according to the the you know the web three, I mean the web two world and the normal world, it's 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 a very scary thing to start with. Um, but I know things are happening, and we're working on things right now um, to make that process a lot easier. Um, because really, the main issue with with this whole industry is making people feel comfortable with it, and they're currently not. Um, and so we want to make it possible for people to get access to things like our products or whatever else people are working on um, to the space easily, um, just so we can kind of continue to grow the community. Right, right, Daniel. So what you people have decided on a plan, like how to promote your brand and take it forward. There are different phases to you, uh, to, to that whole stuff. So how are you doing it right now? And what are the new product additions that you are making? And where does this whole thing, the NFT, the metaverse, uh, the blockchain, the Web3, everything comes into the picture. Can you take uh, us on a journey from here, like where you are yeah. right now? And what's the journey you are going to take uh, forward, moving forward? I kind of want to give you the destination. I kind of want to give you the destination first, then we'll give you the journey. Right. Right. <laughs> I'll let right. Nick handle the journey. So the destination is this. Imagine uh, you were, okay, so there's a new uh, video game coming out uh, called Skate 4. And Electronic Arts, EA is making this game. Hey, and if they hear this, let's talk because, um, you know, there's some really cool opportunity there. But uh, EA is developing a skateboarding game. They've done several in this franchise called the Skate Series. And um, it's a very popular game in the skate in the skate world. And so when Skate 4 comes out, or they're just calling it Skate, when it comes out, uh, as of now, it's going to be a very, a very similar to the previous skate games. But the way we see it is when you're in this skateboarding game, you can walk into a store and you can see a um, essentially an assortment of items to buy from. And when you are purchasing these items, they are all, uh, you know, actual NFTs. And when uh, people are publishing these NFTs, for example, like ours, we would actually be a part of that. So we would sell the bra skateboard or the bra t-shirts, um, you know, whatever brands want to be in this uh, can. It kind of gives an opportunity for brands and um, collaborations to kind of open up and, you know, share their products with people and then use them in the in the video game and actually interact with those items. So now we're creating um, a marketing and brand experience in these video games and users to actually connect uh, with the brands that they want to choose and use versus the game deciding who those brands are. And so now it becomes more of a, again, decentralized place and not so top down approach. Uh, it gives a lot of people opportunity. And so, you know, part of our mission is to kind of get to that point where it's like we want to give everyone a chance to have their brand or their product in games like, you know, Skate, for example. And we believe then, you know, from there, it's like, OK, they bought a T-shirt in the game. Let's send them them as well. So we'll send them a real T-shirt. So they have the T-shirt in the game that they're wearing and in real life so they can somewhat identify as their character as well which i mean honestly as a kid that was something like man that'd be so like like even when i'd make my characters in the game like i'd somewhat make them like me <laughs> but it's just like you find it uh cool to have that uh experience but nick's gonna kind of explain basically what we're doing to get there it's a bit of a right. process right yeah i mean <clears throat> so like our first issue when we like started bro i mean our main issue was trying to figure out the most effective way to build a community, of course. And when it comes to building a community, like you kind of want to give everybody something, every, you want to help everybody out. And you also need to help yourself out to make it sustainable. And we were trying to figure out ways to do this. And when we learned about NFTs, we learned about a lot of new things. And I think the biggest thing with the NFTs is ownership. And I think the ownership really changes everything. And so we were trying to figure out ways to kind of bring people in and have people help us out, work for us, whatever it is, and without having to give away equity of our company just so that someone could come and be a part of it. And I think when we figured out that these NFTs are a form of ownership, there's almost a way to franchise our company by using NFTs as the like purchase that gives you that ownership. And basically what happens is when you buy one of our NFTs that we're making, we're making 99 of them. And each one is a variant of our logo. So it's just 99 slightly different versions of our logo 
with like five different rarities. <laughs> and basically each one is in a sense its own brand. So like if you were to buy one of our NFTs, you're going to get your own e-commerce store that's going to have a t-shirt, a hat and a skateboard or wherever that is. And when you get this site, you're going to instantly get access to it, which it'll be token gated, which means you won't be able to see the website unless you own the NFT. And so if you own the NFT, you can go on this website and instantly you'll be able to have the choice whether to keep this private or make it live. And so if it's private, you'll have two or three shirts or hats or whatever it is with your logo on it. And you could buy it for yourself and you could be the only person in the whole world who owns these shirts and hats, or you can make it public and then the rest of the world can purchase from it. And what's cool about that is every time somebody purchases from their logo and their brand, they'll get a percentage of the profits. So in a sense, they're getting their own brand and they can, they can scale and grow their own brand by just purchasing an NFT. And we want to do a lot of stuff with this. We have millions of ideas. And I mean, one of the main things is that we want people to make it their own. And we want to give people the ability to put their own products in, whatever that is. Like if someone is to want to have their own custom t-shirt designs, as long as it's something that we think is part of our brand, we'll, we'll allow it and we'll help, we'll help them out. And we can work on almost anything with anybody that ends up joining our community because everybody who owns an NFT will almost be like a member of the broad team. And we can work with them and they can work with us. And everybody's winning in this situation because everybody's going to make money from it. And so I think it's just a really cool way to franchise a company and, and determine who owns what without having to give anything legal away. But yeah, I mean, right. there, there's a lot to it, but I think that's that's the gist of it. <laughs> right. So you people are planning to come out with new products. And, you know, in fact, you are looking at a pro metaverse. Now, what is that and where do all these products uh, uh, come in and who gives this product ideas? Who, is there a team behind you or is it just the three of you? It's just the three of us. <laughs> I mean, 99% of the time, it's a three or four hour conversation, getting excited about something and eventually one of our ideas is something genius. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, that's right. usually how it goes. And, and most of everything's handled by us. We try to do everything that we can, but we're starting to get a little bit better at delegating and we're tr trying to bring more people in to help us out so we can scale it a little bit faster and start executing things a little bit faster as well. Yeah, we're, we're, we're working on a, uh, on a few, um, a few things right now with some other teams um, trying to get them involved because yeah, it is, it's a lot to take on between three people. And these are three people with, uh, you know, jobs and, you know, whatnot. Like we, we also run another agency and work for another agency. So it's, you know, there's a lot to, lot to balance here, but the nice thing is everything we're doing is mostly, you know, self-funded. We're not having to bring investors all the way in yet. Um, cause we, we like that we're able to kind of make the decisions and, um, you know, kind of not I like to say that we're keeping that control, but I do like having that so that we're not, um, you know, just kind of losing that in a sense. Yeah. Or maybe not, not selling out stake at a cheap price, maybe at a higher valuation or, or you want to develop things on your, at your own pace. Otherwise right. you lose, isn't it? Otherwise there is a. Uh, a lot of pressure apart from your daily life that you are living now right. let me yeah now let me ask you this you are dealing with several concepts here one is the nft then there is the blockchain technology then there is the metaverse and there is the web3 all things are unfolding and people are trying to understand uh these concepts these what this stuff is all about. Even the companies involved in this are trying to just figure out how to implement even Web3. We are still in that process of mm -hmm. getting it's underway. Nobody knows how, where it is implemented, how it is implemented, but it's going to change the way the network is, the internet is at the moment. Metaverse people have a different idea. They think about more about metaverse. They think more about meta more about Facebook. So they are trying to figure that out and how things will get integrated. Yeah. Yeah. And what's your question? What's your question exactly? My question is that there are so many dynamic 
stuff involved in your business and into your growth how do you see managing things if at all there is a event or change in technology or something that you know suppose people have a very different idea about crypto in india we do not have that uh, whole concept people don't understand it that well or the government is not allowing it in that manner that uh, that the world perhaps wants to see or some people want to see mm-hmm. well, how there... does it work for you with so many you know variables built into the growth of your business it's an interesting question i mean we're we're taking it one step at a time yeah the industry can shift very quickly but we we kind of decide what our own path is within this space because there's not a lot of people doing what we're doing and so you know we see our goal we see the value in it and we believe that you know it's something that we can create and stick with it regardless of what happens to the industry sure like we just had a market crash where that's kind of scary um with the crypto and everything you know it's like okay like all of our assets are going down everything's falling apart you know etc cetera, etc cetera. but it's like honestly even through that time when everyone's kind of freaking out we're like who cares like it's going to come back up we know the energy in the space we've been to these conferences we've seen we were at vcon this year and another one called nft expoverse the energy is good it's there people are talking about this people are sharing the opportunity that is here and and so we're in our heads we're like well this is it like if we want to ride any wave and when when i say wave any um market movement that's happening this is going to be the one that we want to ride because there is so much to be found in this space and to be honest i like figuring things out and I, and i think we all do i think i think we like innovating and creating new things and this is one of the greatest opportunities for us to do that regardless of the outcome um obviously the outcome is important to some extent but i think just because of the energy and the belief we have in this in cryptocurrency and in nft technology um that it's actually going to continue to grow um i mean even like when i was at vcon i remember gary v was up on stage and he just kept going like you know guys this is our community this is our thing we got to grow you know we're the, like we're like the pioneers of this like like he was just saying the truth like this is a small portion of the population but there are very it's almost it's almost somewhat religious in a way um their approach um because of how much faith we have to have in you know each other and in the actual um technology itself um that we're going to continue to expand upon and so um one thing i thought that was kind of cool that i heard about was like over in el salvador they introduced bitcoin um as a uh, actual currency there where you can go and use atms in el salvador with your right. bitcoin wallet and scan it and then money will come out uh real real printed cash so like let's say me as an as a you know american citizen i go down there i won't have to worry about doing any sort of um cash transactions or um conversions or anything like that i know my bitcoin works it's worth the same amount here that it is in america it doesn't matter where um it creates somewhat of a global currency and that that's like one of a million things that's kind of happening in the space where it's like oh wow that's kind of cool like now we've have unified um you know economics which is pretty interesting so i don't know there's just a lot of little things that are happening that are kind of giving us a little bit more belief into what the space is going to look like 10 years from now and um honestly i kind of see that the blockchain blockchain technology will be used in everything and everywhere um you know our accounts our emails our um everything that we use our passwords all of that is going to be um you know stored within our wallets and you know everything we log into will be so much easier because of you know better authentication um more security and uh uh easier ways to uniquely identify people um and actually and, and things to actually then uh verify them so those those little things just all prove to me that it's like okay yeah this technology it's very powerful um we can do a lot with it it's just who are the people that are going to do it and we're we're a bunch of you know punk skater dudes or whatever that a bunch of you know nerds that are just kind of having fun with it and that's okay and we're going to keep trying to like build these things out but um i do believe there are other 
other developers and other people that are much um, more integrated into the technology that are going to keep moving these things forward because they really care about it. And, um, you know, we're going to we're going to help them out. So that's what we're doing. Okay. Okay. So I get your point of view. I understand it. So you mean uh, that blockchain technology will see a wider adoption? I just want to understand how you guys are seeing this future, the future of this technology, because that's very important uh, as we go. You guys have better imagination. And since it's built up as part of your business, you have delved into it quite deeper than anybody else. So you, from you guys' perspective, if I see it, that blockchain, you see blockchain will have a wider adoption uh, beyond El Salvador, and it will be a part of our daily lives uh, in the coming future. Is yeah, that right? of course. Yeah, of course. Um, I mean, we saw even when even the internet came out, no one really wanted to adopt it at first. But now we know that even some of the world's Goliaths and companies are all integrated in that some way, whether that be Amazon, Apple, Google. So, and those are the Goliaths of the world. So we know that uh, all all industries have ups and downs and dry spots. So when we saw that this is the down spot, we know there's going to be an uptrend. So um, that's what we really thought. And it just made sense ever since the get-go. We all knew that we wanted to do this since we even heard about it because we knew that uh, our community would really love it. And that's how we can build a really worldwide community. So I think other companies will really um, get a get a attention to this idea and really come through and we'll have web three going just as well as web two did. Yeah. I like what Nate said about, um, you know, the global aspect, because that is a big part of what this technology does is it gives us access to the global community and not just our local community. Local communities are super important and they're very, very important for brands. And that's something we're highly focusing on, but why not reach a global community if we have technology that can help us get there? Um, and that's pretty much what blockchain technology does and cryptocurrency. It gives us that global um, space. It's no longer just us. It's everybody. Right. Yeah. And like right. one, one of my main things is it's it's a technology and it's even though there's hype around it and people are saying what saying certain things about it. I don't think it really matters in the end because the technology is new and there's so many things you can do with it. And I think the utility that you can get out of it is going to be used no matter what, whether people like it or not. It's it's just, it's a technology. So I feel like you can't really go back on that. Right. right. My last question is, you know, in terms of Web3, you guys have talked about Web3. How does one, what does one make out of Web3? It's evolving. We're still in Web2. How is it, how do you see it unfolding how do you see it becoming not just part of your business, but becoming a part of everybody's business? How I just want to understand from, you know, you people. How yeah. Do you so Web3, I mean, when when Web3 becomes adopted by more people, I mean, the whole purpose of, of, of the Web3 is to all be integrated. I mean, if 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 Web, if people don't end up, you know, jumping onto the Web3, um, you know, concept, then web three is kind of useless in some sense. But when we can all become a web three network and everything operates within the blockchain technology, then we can, like I was saying earlier about wallets and verification, that's pretty much where it becomes really, really important because imagine like, do you know how social media right now has bots everywhere? Like you go on pretty much any profile right now and everyone's got a million followers. And I guarantee you, they're bots. And if you go into the accounts or you go on and scroll through pictures on any social media platform, there's bots everywhere. And the problem with bots is they ruin data. They ruin real data that people are trying to track. It dilutes it and it invalidates it. And so, you know, these big companies like Meta, Facebook, Instagram, um, you know, all, all those platforms, even YouTube, they all they all have bots basically running through their through their networks and and diluting all of the data that is really important for people like us who are market marketers and other digital agencies that are doing marketing to understand you know how those things are working in those spaces um so 
bots in general, like honestly, I do believe with blockchain technology, there are ways to eliminate, uh, you know, the bot on uh, the bot issue that we currently have. So when we build platforms that are similar to Instagram or other social medias, they're they're essentially going to be um, bot free. Now everything everything can be abused. You know, there's always going to be um, people that abuse things. It's in everything. That's very just it's very human nature. But the the reality is that the platforms will be cleaner. They will be um, easier easier to be tracked and um, not in like a weird way or anything, but just like to see, okay, yeah, this is clearly a bot or this is a real person, um, et cetera, et cetera, through the blockchain technology. And um, the whole the whole internet in a whole as, a, as itself, as Web3, will just be um, ideally simpler and easier to use, um, making a lot of, and more secure. That is a really big part of it is that it will be more secure. Um, but we're just we're slowly getting there. And that's why there's such emphasis on people getting on board with Web3 and, and kind of helping build this because a lot of people see the future in it. But um, there's also a lot of people that really don't see the future in it. And so they don't care. They want to stick with Web2 and what's currently safe. Um, but there is a lot more opportunity in Web3. And so we're just kind of in this phase of getting people on board, getting developers and people that are interested in the space to help build it out so that um you know we can kind of continue to make a more secure network right right yeah. i've learned a lot from you guys yeah carry on carry on nate I'll... yeah so dan just gave us an awesome example of how web3 can help even the marketing agency of the world but in the real use cases of meta and everything in that realm whether that be for blockchain technology or cryptocurrency um it can be really applied to any business in the world whether it be from a grocery store to a pizza business being coupons, receipts, or we hear about all these companies being uh, hacked and all people's uh, credit card information getting stolen. They can eliminate that with wallets and making those unique. So you cannot get hacked into your credit card or anything like that. So every business will wake up and understand that it will be best for their customers and it'll be best for their business. Yeah, and that, like, that makes, the, the whole marketing world especially is very, um, Sorry, the mic's falling over. The whole marketing world can definitely benefit, but also businesses will, will surely benefit because the the process um, of using, I guess, blockchain technology can actually simplify the whole um, approach to marketing and to um, even reward systems and things like that. Obviously, it'll be it'll probably be years from now, but before when we start using our wallets on our phones and cryptocurrency, um, things like going to the grocery store or going to your local, um, you know, restaurant and purchasing items with your phone and your wallet. Um, you know, those things are all tracked. Those purchases are all tracked and can be tied back to reward systems all automatically. So it's, it's no longer just, you know, getting a punch card or having to pull up an app every single time you want to get your rewards or it, it just eliminates that middleman and that neck, that extra step. Um, the, the, the smart contracts, that um, are a big part of the whole blockchain technology is kind of a, a huge uh, factor to the technology itself in that it makes doing contracts and actually setting up um, you know, those types of reward systems even a lot easier for customers. So you know, there's, no, there's no middleman anymore. It just kind of all automates all those processes um, to make it easier for companies. Right, right. Uh, I, I've also understood things better get your perspective and the best part is that web3 will make the world a safer place and perhaps when the world will be without bots elon musk then can buy twitter without bots <laughs> yes okay no more bots we're getting rid of all no. the bots they're gone <laughs> yeah yeah and then so oh great so in terms of business i've understood it better and i i wish you all all the best now in terms of you know connecting with you people how do people connect with you those who want to become entrepreneurs with, with as part of your franchise uh, how they want to do business with you if they want to so how do they do that yeah so i mean there's there's a few ways i mean i would say probably the best would be our uh, website is brnft.io and there's a form on there and we try to respond to everyone as fast as we can and usually if someone wants to work with us we'll probably get a message there and then obviously, if you want to see what's going on with us, we have our Instagram handle, which is Chief Bruh. 
C-H-I-E-F-B-R-U-H. And that's our Instagram handle. And that's probably our best way to quickly message us. Or if you want to see what we've been working on, it's probably the most recently updated. And then um, our main store is brushshop.com. And that's our, uh, that's our, basically our whole catalog of links. <laughs> yeah, I put all the links. In the right. 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 In fact, I'll add uh, some of this information onto the YouTube description so that people can get it much D- easier. Disregard that first one. That was a typo. <laughs> okay. Okay. So uh, with all this information, just want to thank you guys for coming on to the show and helping us understand, you know, old people like me to understand why, which way the world is going and to the younger people who are listening or watching to this show, they understand how the world will is going forward and how they can be part of this growing opportunity. With this... Yeah, thanks for having us. I really appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. So with this, it's a wrap on this edition of the KJ Masterclass Live. Thank you once again. Awesome. Thank you.